Calling all married couples. Running a successful business takes a lot of effort and can steal precious time away from your spouse. So how do you protect your marriage from the stress of business? Get Tandem, the Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance. It is for you. It's for me, actually. Uh, Go to thetandembook.com and pick up your copy today. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Sharon Washington is a Marcom strategist and professor and, oh, a very dear friend of mine who I've been blessed to have in my circle for many, many years. In our conversation, we cover all parts of Boost. So let's dig in. Hey, Sharon, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me here. Yes, yes, my dear. I am so excited to enter into this conversation with you. So for folks who have never heard of the extraordinary one and only Sharon Washington, tell us a little bit about yourself. I got to pay you later. Like, <laughs> uh, to pay you later to say all of your that. friendship well, is is the payment, darling. Oh. Your friendship is the payment. <laughs> Don't let the cat out the bag. Don't let the cat out the bag. Um, let's see. So Sharon Washington today is actually a full-time marketing and communication professor. Um, I'm still a Marcom strategist. So I'm still into marketing, communication, and, and strategy, but more of a trainer for medium and larger businesses these days. Um, and I still pretty much... I'm on the speaking circuit, so I'm speaking internationally still and, um, you know, just trying to find my way health wise. um, Let's see. This is the happiest that I've been in my life. Uh, So um, I'm excited to see what new stuff comes abroad. Uh, This is year 50 for me, so I'll be 50 in August. All right. I know. I know. I'm finally reaching um, over the hurdle. Half century. Half century. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. There is so much involved in what you, how you just responded to that question. Uh, so a couple of things that I want to unpack, because one of the things that you led with is today you are. So I would be curious to know the story behind the emphasis around today. So throughout this, I guess, this pandemic journey, I guess everybody, many people that I know have been finding themselves since the pandemic, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And I realized that I'm in constant evolution. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I looked at it that way. Although, you know, you want to progress, you want to grow. I think my mindset was like, I need to grow to this point. And I didn't think past the point. Mm -hmm. Now I look at it as um, constant growth. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, I'm forever changing. And so that's why I say today, because I don't know what tomorrow may bring. Um, I used to be in a point in my life where I was like, oh, I want to stay in this lane. So marketing was the lane. But then another opportunity came to teach communications again. And I was like, wait a minute. 
you know what? Maybe I could do this communication thing because that involves conflict and implicit bias. So now I'm kind of in the DEI space and I didn't know I was going to find myself in that space pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I'm just embracing the ride. Like I'm going along. I'm on a lane, but I don't know what kind of stops I'm going to make along the way. So that's what I mean by today. So today, that's me. Tomorrow, I could be Chef Washington. Oh, don't get me started on the Chef Washington. Oh, part. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't get me started because I think I am owed. I don't want to say owed because you know I want mean. you a pop. I know I you. I, I think I, I know I you did. Good. You I did. made good. You right? did. You 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 made me a baked good. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you. But I think the thing that. I think is important to hear in what you shared is that it's change is okay. Change is necessary. Embrace change. Be ready for change. Because I think to your point, people come to know one another or come to know us, come to know you, whatever, as particular types of people. And it doesn't allow space for us to evolve, as you said, into... What's new? And so I'd be curious to know, were there any challenges as you evolve? Like, did you ever question the evolution? Every day. Okay. I still, I still question it because, because my mind, well, many don't know how my mind works unless you're my inner circle. You do. Mm -hmm. So like, I like to capitalize on things in the moment. So if I think it, I want to try it and mm-hmm. then I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I slow down that pace. Just a little, probably not as slow as other people mm-hmm. would do it. But for something that I put together, I may take three days. Now I take a week. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, well, let me think this through. And so um, the challenge is kind of slowing myself down to a point where I'm not standing still, I'm still moving, but mm-hmm. I'm making sure that I'm making the right decisions. Because I feel at this age of 50, and not just number, mm-hmm. but where I am in my maturity in this change, I just feel like um, I need to be more intentional. Mm, okay. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to go, oh, I'm thinking it, I'm going to try it and just do it. Not with everything. Some mm-hmm. things have to table. And that's a challenge for me because I like to do everything. And so because many entrepreneurs tend to like to do many things, how have you really been intentional about recognizing what the things are that you should be investing your time in? So this year, what I did, or at least the end of the year, what I did is I looked at my succession plan. Okay. So retirement. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm ever going to retire, not Mm -hmm. traditionally retire, but I looked at the end goal for me or, you know, as I get older, what will I be able to sustain? And it's not going to be traveling all over the world speaking. That's just not going to be a thing. I don't know. I don't even know if I want to to necessarily do that. But I looked at um, some things. I'm thinking curriculum development, things that my brain can still work on and it doesn't require movement. Yet I'm still going to make a significant amount of money doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is how I kind of approached it to see where I'm going to be intentional. And if it doesn't fit in those pockets, mm. so if it's not going to get me to write in curriculum or if it's not going to get me because I would, you know, I think about this. Um, I want to have my own talk show. Mm, right. Okay. 
So if it's not propelling me in those particular areas, I'm not, I'm not that for me. Mm, okay. Interesting. Interesting. And so one of the other things that you said as you were introducing yourself was that this is the happiest you've found yourself. And I'm yeah. also curious about what is driving the happiness. Um, it's free. I feel free mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, I think I put myself in a box of entrepreneurship. Like you have to do this and you have to make this mark and it has to look like this and all these requirements that I put on myself that I didn't allow myself to have some social time, some downtime. Like I used to, I think you could probably remember this. I'm working 14, 16 hours a day mm-hmm, sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And I used to, I don't know if you know this, I used to sleep on the floor in the office. I used to take a nap in my office what? so that I can get up and do work. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, And so during the pandemic, I was able to slow down mm-hmm. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like being able to say, okay, good night. I don't look at another email and I can go in the room and really watch television mm-hmm. without having my, I mean, you know, my mind goes, but um, I can be comfortable with watching TV or socializing or playing with my granddaughter or, you know, something like that. Something I can do without me pressuring myself to do things. So, um, my motto is to find happiness for me. Mm-hmm. Like if it does, if it's not going to make me happy, I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. I'm, I think I'm a no person now. And I, feel comfortable. I, I feel comfortable with it. Like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. So I mm-hmm. don't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exciting. Cause I, in the other chapter, previous chapter of my life, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I was saying yes to every opportunity because I felt like I needed to level up for people. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now that's, look, that's a whole nother conversation because one of the things that I was going to ask you, because, you know, when, when you and I spoke earlier in the week and we were like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? And, and for me, what came up was transitions. And I guess part of that was because as I was observing just the number, the significant number of layoffs in the market, like particularly in tech industry mm-hmm. and how things happen and many people aren't prepared to pivot. Right. And so until it's forced upon them. And so I didn't, and I don't get the impression that your pivot or the way in which you are being right now, it was a choice. It was an intentional yeah. choice yeah. that you made. I would be curious to know if you've ever had transitions forced upon you that Mm -hmm. you had to pivot and perhaps what guidance based on, so you're in this place now where you're trans you've transitioned or you're in transition, you're evolving and it's by choice. But for those folks who don't have the benefit of transitioning or pivoting by choice, I'd be curious to know what you could advise or, or, or what, how you would advise a person to approach a pivot or transition? Absolutely. My health was one of those that was a forced transition mm-hmm. upon mm-hmm. me, right? So um, prior to probably a year before the pandemic, I was diagnosed with diabetes, mm-hmm. right? And I had to get on those. I had high blood pressure, hypertension, right? Those top three, cholesterol, diabetes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I wasn't so much concerned about my weight. I know that other people, you know, they look at themselves and like, oh, 
I've gotten bigger. And so, but that didn't bother me. I, my, in my mind, I was like, as long as I can fit in these designer jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Superficial, right? I'm telling you. <sighs> As long as I can fit my tail in these designer jeans, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the scale says, the scale says. And at one time I was at like one ninety eight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm five three, mm-hmm. and it was a surprise. And so it for me, I was looking like what, what, what? Mm-hmm. And when I look back at the pictures, I didn't realize how large. And I, Again, I didn't focus on necessarily the large for me because I felt like I looked fine. Right. And my husband didn't complain. Nobody complained. Mm-hmm. So no big deal. But when the doctor told me that, you know, I had diabetes and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. She, this is how she broke the news to me because she told me I was pre-diabetic years before. She's mm-hmm. like, today's the day. And I was like, four? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, that you get on your medication. I was like, come again. <laughs> right. <laughs> What are you talking about? What are you doing? And it made me sick. The medicine made me sick. Mm. Um, I couldn't really perform. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make a change. That forced change. Okay. Immediate forced change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like it because, as you know me, I'm like free spirit. Like, yeah. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. So I certainly... It, it was forced. And in my household, my husband was like, you don't want to do this. You're not going to do this for real. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he kind of knew my personality. So nobody would help me. Chris, my son, wouldn't. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> because, because when they tried to before, I was right. like, you all don't know what you're talking right, about. So, right, right. Right. You male, see me in these jeans, right? You see right, me in I'm these in jeans. jeans. <laughs> I keep talking about health. Right. Give me that cupcake. I need that cupcake. Get out of here with that. So, um, being forced to do it was hard, like pulling teeth. Mm -hmm. And so once I, I, and I I give this advice to anybody, if you feel like the change is forced, even if you're forcing to do the change, do a little bit and see the results. Mm -hmm. Don't do like a full out kind of change, but do a little bit and see the results. And that will motivate you to do more. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say like, because me, I was like, okay, well, I got to lose. She said 40 pounds. I need to lose 40 pounds in three months. Bad idea. Because <laughs> right. you self up and feel it. Right. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. But when I started to do things in bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. and make the changes, I wanted to change even more. And now I'm four years out. I'm not on medicine, not on diabe- diabetic medicine anymore. And I keep my uh, sugar levels really, really low. And um, I'm glad I did that. And I, it's, it, on Instagram, you'll see I work yeah. out with stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it's mostly diet. So that change was challenging, but necessary. And I mean, sometimes I slack. I hadn't just today was the first time I seen my train in a month. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm in pain. I can, mm-hmm. I can barely kind of lift, lift my arms. So, so yeah, so with, with change that that you're forced to do try bite-sized pieces first to get your motivation to get you into it not kind of one fell swoop Mm because i think you get dejected if it doesn't work the way you believe it's going to work now the other thing that i hear inside of that though too is even as you shared the force change around your health it's you enlisted other people too so it wasn't as though you 
sort of kept it to yourself. And I remember even you sharing with me and with other people what you were going through, sort of, you know, and so what can you share from that perspective, too, around the importance of, you know, when you're forced to change, like, don't keep it to yourself type. Don't. You need support. Don't be embarrassed. Like, you you know, I know so many people, um, especially doing like at the end of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. was like, I'm not really sure what I want to do. I want to quit my job. I want to move to another thing. I want to be a small business owner, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't have this. I don't, they were, they were always talking about the lack, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They never discussed how can I do this? What can I do? How can I do this? So me sharing my story and I, and I share my, share my pictures. My husband was like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, I share my pictures showing my death. I still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't I love those pictures though. I'm like, girl, so I, you look good. You look good then, but you look good, good now. Thank you, right. Thank mm-hmm. you. And more importantly, I feel good. Yes. So I try to make sure when I'm sharing the pictures, because that gets people interested. I'm also sharing my story behind it because it's more about the feeling. Like, yes, I look and I complain about the scale all the time. I train gets tired of me. Mm-hmm. Um He's like, you're gaining more muscle. So that's why you're not losing pounds. And right. then my trainer likes to tease me and go, you're old. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you are not 20, you're not 25. Right. He's, he's been a long-term friend. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you're not 25, you're not going to lose it just like this. And then he asked, always questioned me, what are you eating? And then I have to be quiet because again. Right. Um, but it was a journey for me that I think that is important for people to see, kind of see the flaws, the mm-hmm. errors, mm-hmm. because I think we, especially in social media, we show up like super people. Yeah. And it doesn't always work as you think it's going to work. And that way, like, if you go, Hey, I'm going to do this. I always say some things like, um, what did I do one time? I was like, yeah, lose five pounds at a time. I ain't doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I came back and I said, this didn't work for me. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. This didn't work for me. So it's good to be transparent because then people are supportive. But not only that, I noticed that people were saying they were, they had an impact. People I didn't even know were watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, I was impacted by this. You know, I didn't want to exercise today, but I exercised. I did a little something because I'm not telling people to do my regimen. I'm going you should do whatever you're capable of doing. Walk 15 minutes. That's what I started with. That's how I lost my first 17 pounds. Mm. Actually walking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for about 30 minutes, about four times a week. Okay. And then the thing that I'm hearing in that is that not everyone's path is the same. Like, even though the outcome or the goal may be similar, the way in which you get to that goal may not be the same. So, Absolutely. So share a little about that as well. That's another realization that I had to come to. Cause so I have best friends, you know, Danique and I, mm-hmm. we're best friends. We are all on health journeys in different spaces and we do it different ways. Mm-hmm. So I started out with telling my friends, of course, my closest friends, y'all need to do this with me. Mm-hmm. Come on in. We're going to do it this way. You're going to eat what I eat. Why you eating at 10 o'clock? They're like, but I have a nut allergy. You're like, I don't care. We okay. eat these cashews, girl. Okay. We eat almonds at 8.30. What time is it? 8.30 a.m. almonds. <laughs> and they got tired of me. Yeah. They got tired of me. <laughs> right. uh, they do. They get tired of me. Hello. Um, 
so we were figuring out our different journey. So I, I started going to a trainer first mm-hmm. and I was trying to convince them to go to a trainer, but I had to realize again, everybody has different paths, but not only that, they have their own time in which they are going to commit to do it. Mm-hmm. So regardless if they, if I said, Hey, come do it. And they did it. The commitment wasn't there because their mindset mm-hmm. isn't there to get it done. So you know, definitely I would um, recommend that people get their mind together of what they want to do. I mean, just figure out what your happy is. Mm-hmm. What is your happy space? What is it going to be? Um, and then drive towards that goal and realize that you can get to it another way that maybe somebody else isn't, isn't maybe another path that somebody else isn't taking. Um, Danica and I have very different paths, but kind of the same results and happiness. Mm, mm-hmm. So she is happy with her health goals. I'm happy with mine and we're good. We're really, really good, but we do it in different ways. Gotcha. Okay, Sharon, as we are winding down, uh, the other thing that you brought up in your introduction is 50. Yes. And so what what are you most excited about in this next half century? Being an adult. <laughs> Yo, you weren't up until now? <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> adulting. Okay. Well, other people are trying to escape adulting. I'm like, oh, man. Um, what am I most looking for, forward to at 50? Actually becoming 50. So as you get older, this may sound morbid, but I think as you get older, you sacrifice watching other people perish, mm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the sacrifice to getting older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are other people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm actually celebrating that I can even make 50 because there were some people that didn't make 50, very mm-hmm. close people in my circle that just did not make 50, mm-hmm. right? Didn't make 50. But I'm more eager to see my growth after 50 because I, I'm feeling more mature these days. Again, this adulting kind yeah. of space, I'm feeling um, a certain calm and ease mm-hmm. um, that I can go into going, you know what? I, things don't concern me as much. And I don't know if it's because of the 50, but it feels like it. I, I don't. Um, I have blonde hair now. Mm-hmm. You look cute. <laughs> you look cute, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I have blonde hair. So I'm looking to see what 50-year-old Sharon got has in store for the world. Let's see. Well, I got my money on 50-year-old Sharon has extraordinary things in store for the world. Thank you. Thank you. So. Including TikTok, if you watch me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place for us, okay? Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I know you're doing a lot of different things now. And I know this, the answer to this question may have been different if I had asked you five years, 10 years, 15 years ago. But if folks are interested in connecting with you outside of TikTok, what is the best way <laughs> to connect with you? I'm still everywhere. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook um, is Sharon Washington. I think Instagram is the, the SW life. So they can come. The best way to connect with me is shoot an inbox and say hello. I'm yeah. still doing my connections. And I learned that from you, Kelly. <laughs> this, 
Yes, way back when. Way, way back, back when. when. It's still it's still very viable and it works for me. So just say hello. And you don't have to have a specific selling point to build a connection with Absolutely. Me. No, no. Oh, also, and this is, I guess, just exclusively for your show. A version of Blue is coming back. Ooh. Yes, with men. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So everyone will be invited. It's called Up Level Blue. Blue. I have got to work for the night. Well, stay tuned, good people, because Blue is, mm, <laughs> Blue is, is a, is a, it's an experience. It's an experience. experience. And it will be. So, Sharon, I definitely thank you for your time and for your insight and for your sharing. Uh, Wishing you extraordinary happiness and life and longevity and blessing in this next half century. I receive it. And then hopefully we can meet yes. to eat. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, so Please you can make me one more baked good. <laughs> Baking season is over. You didn't see that TikTok? I went, nope, nope. <laughs> ah, child, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm too old for TikTok. I need to. Not I even. To. Not even. Not even. Not even. We got to keep moving. If I don't, my knees will creak up. Like well, that's why I, I jokingly I tell Jerome all the time. I'm like, there's a verse. We need to create a version of uh, TikTok for older people and call it Crick Crack because it's all of our our joints and our bones and all that cricking, cracking in our knees and whatnot. So. <laughs> All right, my friend, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you, Kelly. Talk to you soon. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Calling all married couples. Running a successful business takes a lot of effort and can steal precious time away from your spouse. So how do you protect your marriage from the stress of business? Get Tandem, the Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance. It is for you. It's for me, actually. Uh, Go to thetandembook.com and pick up your copy today.